You're listening to an ANR podcast. This is episode 55. Now, on today's podcast, we'll be reviewing the Peacemaker episode 7. We'll talk about the Doctor Strange 2 Super Bowl trailer. We'll discuss our Black History Month superhero. And as a bonus coverage, we'll be talking about the Lord of the Rings, Power of the Rings Amazon TV show trailer. Let's get started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another ANR video slash podcast and live, I guess, as well. We're doing everything nowadays. Welcome to episode 55. I am your host, Elvin. Got a great show today. Lots of crazy topics to talk about. Um, but today, uh, we're running uh, Batman and Robin type of style today. We, <laughs> I've got my buddy Chris with me. Chris, where are you? Get in here. There he is. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, we're a little, uh, it's, it's happy Valentine's Day, by the way, first of all. Yeah, I had um, my date cook me dinner. His name's Mike Rowave. <laughs> Mike Rowave. Oh, like God, that. yeah. He, he makes a wicked mac and cheese from Frozen. Sounds steamy. <laughs> oh, God. It was pretty cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, Justin is uh, a little busy today. He's going to be doing some work behind the scenes, but he'll, you know, he'll produce a show and edit it for uh, our podcast people to listen to. But uh, if you are listening, head on over to our channel, a YouTube channel and watch us 830 Pacific time on YouTube. You get to see our lovely faces and uh, maybe engage with us and ask some questions. We'd love to answer questions from anybody that wants to shout uh, a few questions and uh, maybe Chris will be delighted to answer some Valentine's Day questions about Mike. Yes. Right, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, we had a I busy... love talking about myself. <laughs> we had a busy week. Yeah. We had a lot. There was Ugh. a lot of stuff going on. And yesterday during Super Bowl was insane. There were some trailers dropped and it was insane. <laughs> But, uh, you know, before we get into our juicy topics, uh, let's get into what we watched and what we got. So take it away. Oh, uh, it's so weird not having D here. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, D is also <laughs> missing. And we're not going to make fun of him because today's Valentine's Day. We'll, we'll, we're going to be nice today. We won't, we won't make fun of him. Yeah. Yeah, he's... he's uh... <laughs> This is... <laughs> He works hard. He's a good guy. Oh, we like, we yeah, like him. he does. We like him. <laughs> uh, all right. So for what I've watched, uh, it was pretty slim. It was crazy busy week for some odd reason for February. But I did watch one of my favorites. Showgirls. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. It's uh, Elizabeth How Berkley. How, How old is that? <sighs> That's from 1995. Wow. That is old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Versace. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, obviously, I've watched Peacemaker, which uh, I can't wait to talk about. Uh, what else did I watch? Uh, I don't even remember. This week's been so crazy. I don't even remember what I did yesterday. Uh, for... Yeah. What I got again this week, pretty dry, you know, 
that fun February month where we're all trying to play each up. Uh, but I have started working on my new custom. Uh, I just uh, cut his little dress apart to expose the legs. I still got more hand cutting to do, but this is going to be the Deken. And you guys keep an eye out. Yeah, if for the if, yeah for those of you who are listening and doesn't don't know what Chris is talking about, he is going to be doing a customized uh, video for us on our YouTube channel. He's actually holding up. What are you holding up? That is the Eternals figure, right? Eternals figure, and you're going to customize that to be uh, to Ken from the X Men uh, animation. Yeah, I can't Phoenix wait. Phoenix Saga. Oh, it's going to look so good. I can't wait. It's funny, I was about to mention that, but you just happened to jump right in. So yeah, stay tuned. I'm planning on going into the studio to film that. I'm going to be talking about sculpting, uh, doing a face painting, highlighting in shadow, because his features are very structured. So I'm actually yeah. going to show how to do that. And I'm actually going to be using makeup. So I'll explain to everyone what I'm actually doing. So stay tuned and uh, I look forward to it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. All right. Uh, anything else? No, I just feel like we're the uh, two guys from Delicious Dish from the I've SNL never, skit. I've, I've never watched it. Oh, really? <laughs> Good. Yeah. So they're very serious. They host this radio talk show and they're very stone faced and they're like, Good times, good times. I'm gonna be customizing times. <laughs> Cause yeah, there's I'm, only two of us today. Yeah. I'm usually out on Saturday nights, so I don't really get to watch it, so I should catch up on YouTube, maybe watch some of the skits. Oh god, um, yeah. All right, what did I watch and what did I get? Boy, there was a lot to unpack here. Uh, okay, I'll start off with the Amazon TV show called Reacher. It's based on the Jack Reacher books. Uh, we had a Tom mm -hmm. Cruise movie a while back, but everyone was like, why is a five foot five guy Jack Reacher? He's supposed to be like big and empowering. So we've got the guy from in the Titans TV show. He was uh, Hawk. Remember him? Hawk? Yeah, he was Hawk, remember? The, oh, the, the yes, actor? yes. Yeah, so he yeah. plays uh, Reacher. I forgot the gentleman's name, but uh, he was also in Smallville as Aquaman back in Smallville days as well. But right. uh, yeah, he plays Reacher, and I binged the whole thing in one weekend. It was so good. It, it was How many fun. episodes? I think it was eight. It, it wasn't like well-written uh, TV show. It was just a fun, you know, humorous, action fact kind of show. So it, you can't take it seriously. You just got to have fun with it and just watch it for its entertainment value. But if you're looking for riveting and great dialogue and, you know, great storyline, probably not going to get it from this TV show. <laughs> there are some things I'm just like, that's just weird. And I'm like, whatever. I am having a good time watching this show. No big deal. <laughs> right? um, I watched Vox Machina again. They're they're releasing three episodes every week. It's odd. It's that's really, really weird. Odd. Yeah. Uh, is it episode. because they're shorter episodes? Yeah, they're about 30, uh, less than 30 minutes, maybe 25 minutes. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, they're nine episodes in, three weeks in. So, hey, I'm not complaining. Give me an hour of content. No problem. I'll take it. Uh, watch See, the that's, 
Sorry, that's my problem is, you know, we get these good shows and I don't want to as much binge watch them. I don't want to. Like tonight, (laughs) I finally watched episode seven of Peacemaker because I don't want it to end. (laughs) It's so annoying. But sorry, back to you. Um, I watched the finale of Boba Fett. Uh, Me and Justin, we actually did the video on it, too. So for anybody, uh, video and podcast, for anybody that's interested in listening to us to clown around about Boba Fett, go ahead and check it out. We had had a good time talking about it. Uh, We gave our final score on it, too. Very interesting TV show. If anybody hasn't watched it, um, and if you love sci-fi, you love Star Wars, go check it out. I mean, if you like Star Wars, I shouldn't even have to tell you this, right? So... But it was it was a good watch. There were some episodes that were kind of just dragged on, but overall it was not bad. You know, it was a more than uh, entertaining. Mm-hmm. And then I watched obviously Peacemaker. You know, the last uh, episode seven. Yeah, is it episode seven? Second, to, yeah. yeah, second to last. Man, uh. <laughs> it's getting crazy out there. Oh. It's getting crazy, and we're gonna get it right into it. Like we're we're gonna talk about that'll be our first topic. We'll get into it right away. Um, okay. Before we begin, so we aren't going to do rapid take because there's only two of us here. It's more fun when you have multiple people. We'll we'll do it next week when the other two gents uh, show up. Um, in terms of what I got, well, I, I got uh, a Marvel <laughs> Legends Baron Zemo. Oh, got you got him. Yeah, I got Baron Zemo. And then, um, kind of switch it up here. I got... Sean Michaels from WrestleMania when he had this outfit on. Sweet. <laughs> I'm just a sexy boy. <laughs> Look at that mullet. I attained to that style. And then I got, I got Hulk, more to go. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he, okay, sorry. For a second, he looked like he was dressed up as a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, right? Because he started ketchup in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the boa around his yeah, neck? Yeah, that's the boa. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, Transformers. I've got Perceptor. I really wanted this guy. He was one of the underrated Transformers. Apparently, he's like really popular. A lot of people want this guy. So I got him. Perceptor. Nice. I, I got. Um, this is a figure that came out um, a while back, but I decided to pull the trigger. It's John Cena wearing the <laughs> NWO shirt. It's is you know it's like a what if thing. What if he was part of the NWO? He never was, but. They just made this fun figure, and I just like, you know what? I'll get him. What's he look like? He looks like Peacemaker. Is it collectible? (laughs) Well, is it collectible friendly uh, packaging? No, it's not. It's not. No. If you open the box, you ruin the packaging. It opens up in the middle here, but yeah. I mean, not too bad. Tradition Bites, NWA, uh, NWO for life. (laughs) (laughs) And then I got um, the cool stuff. Marvel Legends. Captain America, the <gasps> Toy Biz Retro Packaging, got that. I'm definitely going to talk about We're going to do a video on him for sure. Um, How many did I, you get of him? Just one for now. And then I got what? And then I got Iron Man as well from the same series. Awesome. So waiting for Hulk to show up. These guys actually have a really, really a special place in my heart because they started off the Toy Biz Marvel Legends era. This was the very first ways, and I remember going to the store and picking them up for the first time. I remember they were six ninety nine. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, 
it's crazy. I remember going to the store and the and the store owner, the comic book store owner, is like, "You should check out this Marvel figures. They're called Marvel Legends." And I'm like, "Yeah, pretty catchy name. I'll give it a check." And I just bought the whole set. I I even had the Iron Man Gold variant. It was gold and red instead of yellow and red. Oh yeah. Because Toybus did that. They every series they had at least one or two variants that you had to look. Which around was for. also annoying. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But some of them were, like, stupid, and you're like, I don't care about that one, right? Like, it was, like, different, different uh, head sculpt or something like that. Um, I remember chasing down uh, Angel. Not Archangel, but Angel. Yeah. There was a red suit variant and a blue suit variant, and I had both of them, so I was quite happy with that. Yeah, some of them were, like, you know, you really want them, and some of them you're like, eh, whatever. I remember the uh, hunting down of the Scarlet Witch one. When you go back to look at that now, that's when the Legends series from Toy Biz really started, you know, hitting rock bottom. <laughs> I also have Ben Riley, the retro card of Spider-Man, Ben Riley, right? And then, I, and then I got right here as well, Shocker. Got him. I almost have the whole thing. I just need, I think, Goblin. That's all I need. I think I have the whole set. Gotta catch them all. And then I got this guy. I bought three of him. (laughs) Symbiote Spider-Man. Nice. Had to get him. How's the uh, white paint job? Uh, Some of it is all over the place. This one I'll just give to my son. It's all over the place. I'll keep the nice one. Obviously. I'm kidding, internet. You're so mean. <laughs> no, because they don't they don't care about the paint work like we They're do as collectors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, beat them to the punch. It's already beaten up. Uh yeah, so that's all I got for the collectibles. That's it was a good haul. It was a pretty good haul. Yeah. All right. Um, I do want to say a little bit about we lost uh, a legend in the pop culture world over the weekend. Um, Ivan Reitman passed away. The mm. gentleman who uh, directed Ghostbusters, uh, Animal House, Six Days, Seven Nights, uh, and then Old School. Like um, those are just some of the shows, uh, movies that he created. But he was a legend, and uh, we, you know, we're gonna miss creative geniuses like that in the pop culture world, you know, Ghostbusters. I mean, like just such a match, a massive franchise. And I'm quite happy that he got to at least see his son's uh, Ghostbuster movie before he passed away. Cause you know, the movie just released what in the, just six months ago, I think it was. Yeah. Something like that. So it's nice to see that he got to watch his son carry the legacy. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think I think his son did a decent job. It it could have been better, but you know what? Compared to the other Ghostbusters remake that we had, <laughs> this was miles better, miles better. It wasn't even close, right? So, you know, it's uh, definitely one of those franchises that you know we talked about this last week that Hollywood didn't milk. You know, we've had a updated version where we had a whole new female cast. You know, it ha- it was funny. It was a bit longer than it could have been, 
but uh you know this kind of brought you back from that and brought I, you right back to the original i just thought the the all-female cast nothing to do with the female cast at all i just thought this this writing was just junk it was just complete junk for me, in my opinion. Like I thought it could have been way better, and I don't know if you need to do all female. I would have loved to see a mixture of male and female two two, would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the fact that they neglected some of the historical of part one and two, like when we got with the recent one, they kind of they continued the story from one and two. This last one that we got, they didn't. Oh, wow forget they didn't forget uh what happened in the past right and so and the ending was great it, you know there's a lot of people that cried in the ending too so for me i thought the fourth one was just so much better the the one with the all-female cast there's a reason why it's not there anymore nobody cares about it anymore <laughs> it's one of those things that people are gonna forget about you know and not talk about it ever again um yeah but you know Good old Canadian boy. He he was born in Czechoslovakia and he moved over to Canada and uh, he calls Toronto's home. And uh, yeah, we're going to miss him. So rest in peace. And uh, I hope his son continues his legacy and the imagination that he had. So yeah, condolences to the family. Okay. Um, let's get into Peacemaker Episode 7. Oh, <laughs> So the title is Stop Dragging My Heart Around. <laughs> These titles. Oh, they're so good, right? They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> so smart. Like, yeah. honestly, it's, yeah. Uh, stop Dragging My Heart Around. All right, so opening, we'll, we'll, and if anybody hasn't watched it, uh, we're going to spoil it for you, so make sure to go watch it uh, and then come back and listen to our opinions on it. We're going to, We'll try to talk about as many points in the show, but we're not going to cover every little detail. Mm-hmm. We'll try to we'll try our best here, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, episode seven, Peacemaker. It basically the show starts right away with the brother, and the whole time we've been getting this little tidbits about his backstory when he was a kid, right? And then we saw you know his brother you know, having convulsions on the on the in a pit. And we we're wondering what was that all about. We had an idea what it was all about, but the beginning of this episode, you know, it, re- it explained what really happened and put some clarity into why he's going through some of this traumatic stress, you know, right now. Mm-hmm. And basically it was him and his brother jamming away in their bedrooms. And then they were called out to uh, fight because the dad was betting, you know, using them as a, sort of like a betting uh, tournament and trying to make money off it. And so when they're fighting, you know, Peacemaker landed a, a blow to the side of his brother's head and it got him in a part where his brother was convulsed and passed away. And then the dad immediately blames his other son, uh, saying, you killed him. It was your fault. Man, that's, yeah, that, that is tough. I was that so pissed with this scene. I'm like, I knew I hated the dad, but now I know I, there's a reason for that. And, you know, when we finally got to see that and the reason why, you know, it gives us a backstory that, you know, he wasn't, 
you know, he was raised to be who he was. And, you know, deep down inside, you could even see that throughout the episode without spoiling anything going forward is, you know, that that's why we can see that there's a kinder side of him. Mm -hmm. You know, he's conflicted. And this whole scene explains that whole, you know. I just, um, I was, you know, heartbroken a little bit because I was like, this is such a tough thing for a kid, you know, like your, your, your friend, your, your best friend is your brother and you had a, you know, great memories and you can see where his, um, his mind stopped. It stopped at that age. That's why he's into those kind of music. He's into that era. He doesn't want to really develop past that era Mm -hmm. because he's been traumatized so badly. He just wants to stay in that happy moment where him and his brother were together and all having a good time. Right. And you kind of really start feeling for this guy, who he is, why he was such a douchebag because his dad was, you know, manipulating him. His dad was telling him, Hey, you're a piece of junk. And if you don't do these things, you're, you know, always going to be a piece of garbage. And yeah, it's just such a, what a shitty dad, to be honest with you. Really shitty, shitty dad. So after that scene, (laughs) look, he's doing uh, the worm. (laughs) That was terrible. So after that scene, we immediately get to the where their um, headquarters is and Peacemaker's packing up his stuff and getting out of there because from the last episode, it was, um, you know, Peacemaker was basically called out by the sheriff's office and then, you know, they had the diary in their hand and were basically calling all cops and everybody else to go and get this guy. So he's a vigilante uh, that they need to arrest. Because the diary, which was fake, says all kinds of crazy stuff. He's a supremacist, all that nonsense, right? Basically, what his father is, is what they're saying he is now, right? But that's not true. It's a fake diary. And the alien stuff. Yeah. And then so, you know, Peacemaker is basically him and Vigilante are going to go and kill um, his father or look for his father. Uh, Oh, no. They're basically going to go and kill, I think these guys at the office, all the, the flies or butterflies, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and they ask Economist if he wants to come. He's like, no. <laughs> he's like, no, I don't want to go. Uh, then, okay. Oh, damn it. He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, fuck it. Oh, God, I'll go. Right? <laughs> um, we find out that his dad is super smart in, in a twisted, villainous way, but his dad put a tracker on every one of his helmets. Uh, so he knows where he is, and Peacemaker has no <laughs> idea. Right? So, um, yeah, we'll get to that part. So, Dad puts a uh, tracker on uh, Harcourt and Latoya, aka um, at, a, <laughs> at a bio. Leona. <laughs> Leona. <laughs> they have a heart to heart. She finds out that she's Amanda Waller's daughter. She's pissed. Mm-hmm. She also is pissed at her because she's like, You sold out one of our teammates. You, you, you planted this diary. How could you do that? He was one of us. And she was genuinely pissed. And then Mern comes in. Mern's like, hey, we don't got time for this shit. And by the way, I know she's Amanda Waller's daughter. Or what do you think? I don't do background checks? <laughs> Which is yeah. crazy, right? Like, <laughs> like, why did you not tell the team? <laughs> like, uh, I just find that weird. Like, why did you not it, tell it's the team? So many different. That's the great thing about this show is there's so many twists and turns that you're not expecting them to know. And why didn't they say anything? But he should have told, like, the team, right? Like, he should have at least tell them, hey, 
and like even not in front of her, but could at least told her court that you know, hey, uh, she's Amanda Waller's daughter, so let's play well, this I close think, to the vest. I think the reason why he didn't do that from a you know running this mission standpoint, you know, when you introduce information like that, it kind of detours everyone's focus from what they're trying to do because you know. Yeah. Now that they are after this cow, you know, that's one of the main focuses now. And when you include this in there, everyone's going to shift their focus and be, well, why is Waller doing this? Yeah. So, I, you know, I see it from a managerial standpoint, why he didn't say anything. But obviously, he didn't say anything because he didn't really think it was going to be a huge threat. Yeah, uh, I too ask you guys going to Fan Expo. Un- we were kind of talked about this when we started the show. No, uh, unfortunately, we're not going to go this year. Um, we are planning maybe next year to go to the show. Uh, we just got a lot of things going on um, with our, um, you know, moving to a bigger space and everything, our studio and things. So we got a lot going on, but uh, we will definitely try to make it out next year. And also, we kind of want to say a little bit cautious because of covid and uh not really venture out just yet uh we're all dying to get out of here and go to these conventions <laughs> stuff but just uh gonna wait just a little bit longer and then we'll start making some plans to get out there in the world and look at some cool conventions meet some awesome yeah. people right <clears throat> um yeah getting back to the show uh the show how about the seed this is so weird. Like judo master still around. <laughs> like, so, and I was looking forward for you to bring in this up because, or I would have brought it up. It's so random. Obviously he's going to have a bigger part in the next episode, but I, like, think he, I think he comes and joins them. What do you think? I think that's what it's going to come down to. He's going to realize that, you know, even his life's in danger of the butterflies. So, yeah. You know, and we kind of get that sense from the opening sequence when, you know, Peacemaker lifts him up. So (laughs) obviously he has a bigger role because later on in the episode, we see him again, which, you know, I get makes more of a sense of having him in there. But (laughs) are you down now? (laughs) (laughs) I just like the scene where he's just eating his uh, spicy Cheetos. Seriously, like Cheetos must be so happy about the product placement in this show. I mean, he is just devouring some spicy Cheetos. Have you had any spicy Cheetos, by the way? Have you tried it? Oh, God, yes. I love them. I used to have to get my friend who used to go down to the States, smuggle them up for me. I'd be like, hey, can you bring me four bags? She's like, four? Four I'm like, yeah. They are so good. (laughs) Do they sell them here, though? They do now. Oh, they do not. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, Canada yeah. FDA finally approved them because I think uh, the spiciness kind of eats through your system. <laughs> well, most of the FDA people are Caucasian, so I'll, you know, <laughs> their <laughs> their, their version it. of spice is salt and pepper. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Even um, saffron is exotic. Yeah, what's a know? saffron? A lot of jewelry. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, then we get to the scene where this is a cool scene where White Dragon oh. takes to flight, 
and he just <laughs> hashtag spicier than ketchup. <laughs> Thanks, producer. <laughs> uh, producer can put some pictures up on the screen too of the actual show. Would be nice as well. Um, White Dragon takes the flight and smashes. That was sick. He comes uh. in and just like bam, takes out the truck, sends it sideways into the road, and. Uh, then just tears open the side and it's about to just, as you can see in the picture, <laughs> about to blow them up. His powers are pretty cool. Like, I mean, this is a pretty high tech <sighs> suit. He's got flight, right? I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry, but like his no peacemaker's costume is pretty funny, but <laughs> his is just so like, you know, do you remember the Incredibles, the Disney animation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He reminds me of uh what's his name? He comes up with his own um the evil guy, uh red hair. I, I can't remember. He designed his own costume and weapons. That's what syndrome. That's it. Thank you. Um <laughs> this is what I think of when I see him. I'm you know, he's a racist piece of crap. But, you know, obviously he's smart enough to create his yeah. look. But I kind of felt it was cheesy i was glad to see in two scenes later what happens so <laughs> yeah so Ugh. basically um you know a insane amount of power that he has in his suit and they kind of get away which is weird they <laughs> fight a little bit and then they get away but how they got away was pretty cool vigilante yeah. is a g I gotta tell you right now, he's a straight up G. He unpins, rolls it like a bowling ball, and boom, right? Things go flying in the air, including um, White Dragon. So they're able to get out of that little jam, and Peacemaker and Economist kind of bolted into the forest, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and then they they kind of they're hiding yeah, they're hiding away. Oh, what's up, Matthew? How you doing? Uh, this so, is when he finds out that uh, he's got a tracker in his yeah, helmet. He figured yeah. it out, right? He's like, "Did you see the little uh, Easter egg uh, where the raccoon is basically dangling the the head, the helmet? <laughs> it's a little nod to Rocket the Raccoon, right? James Gunn, Rocket Raccoon. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. I just thought that was so funny, so clever. That was good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was just yeah. James Gunn just these these cool quirky things. I love it. Um. So, uh, we go back to uh, Judo Master at the grocery store or the convenience store, and those two punks come out, and he just lays them out. He takes one of the guys and smashes the car into the car window. Right, <laughs> like this guy's nuts. Like he's nuts. He doesn't care. But if anyone did what those two jerks did, yeah, I would have true. probably kicked their ass too. You know. Yeah. But, he, but then he takes off with their car. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> yeah, it takes and off then, with the car too. I was like, oh man, this guy's crazy. <laughs> and then after he kicks their ass, the uh, store clerk looks out and he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, so are they Cheetos. working together? Spasa uh, <laughs> Cheetos. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and then then we go back to, and I, I guess. Judah Master's like the comic relief here, I guess, in between scenes. <laughs> and then we go to uh, 
Vigilante taking off with <laughs> this part was so funny. He basically oh gets in the car of one of the henchmen that came with White <laughs> Dragon. And you then left the, the keys the guys, in the car? <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, I was in a rush. What do you want me to do? Like, what? <laughs> you left the keys in the car. It's so funny. And then uh, you see this guy take it off in that car. The getaway car, eh? <laughs> I think it was a Mazda. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Maybe a Ford <laughs> Fiesta. <laughs> I think it was a Ford Fiesta or something. Who Probably. Knows? Looking at the people who were driving it, I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, shots fired. Bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we go back to the hotel where every, um, Rikait, uh, Harcourt and Latoya is hanging out. Mern's getting then... ready to leave. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then um, all of a sudden, so, yeah. how do they find them? Because what happens is when one of the butterflies takes over the body, it connects to their memories. So that's why oh. he said Hark for everyone to get out. So his inside contact has been compromised. Yes. So they know where they're staying. So they're on their way now. So Mern's getting his stuff together after yeah. he's telling everyone, you know, we need to get out of here. And then they hear car doors. Uh, the police are getting out. And then we have Hardcore walking towards uh, Mern's door. And then she sees the cops coming up and she deeks out to the side. Yeah. And uh, Mern is uh, strapping one of those uh, handcuff plastic zap straps. Zip, That's zip what ties. you call them. Zip ties uh, or zap straps, yeah. Yeah, to uh, the mic. The walkie-talkie. Why can't I talk tonight? What's going on? Uh, So they could hear everything that's going on because Leota has the other walkie-talkie. And uh, so they come in, shoot them, which was sad. uh, Especially after, like, you know, they were leaving and then the butterfly crawls out. Like, he could have survived. You know, they uh, could have found him another host to help, but... So sad. I was starting to like that guy. I know. I, I, was, I was starting to like him, and then a couple of bullets to the head. And then and then I felt Squish. so bad of the of, of the, the butterfly. I felt so bad about that. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man. Especially no when were, Hardcore no picks her up. <laughs> yes. When Hardcore picks him up, and he's putting out his little claw, and I she's know. like... I feel like Sarah McLaughlin had to come into that scene and start like doing the whole SPCA thing. Oh, producer, <laughs> why'd you get to show me? My heart hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Anyways, so <clears throat> these guys basically um, hide and wait till the cops all take off, and then we go back to the scene in the um, with the you know. Peacemaker and Vigilante and them, they're driving. He what well, he was driving. Vigilante was driving, and then he kind of nods off. Right, he just falls asleep. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. He's just like, ah, I'm just gonna fall off. Right, goes into a little bit ditch, and then um, you see uh, Economist and Peacemaker run to him and wake wake him up and like get up, you idiot. You know, like 
and then move over and then you see his armor is all like shredded right because of the explosion yeah the vigilante is just i guess he he was just destroyed pretty much right and peacemaker gets the car out of the ditch and they're taken off uh but how about the bird eagerly uh, they're trying to get in the car and he's pecking at his <laughs> uh <laughs> you know what it's it's hard to say who my favorite character is in a show you know i love peacemaker from the suicide squad movie then i hated him at the end and then you know this show you like him again but then they introduce eagerly then they introduce <laughs> vigilante and i'm like i don't know i feel like Vigilante is kind of stealing the show a little bit. He doesn't in care. My he has no remorse. No remorse, nothing. He just doesn't Ugh. care. Doesn't feel I bad about it. anything. It's crazy. <clears throat> so they're driving and then they and then they find out that the helmets are in the back of the trunk because Vigilante's asking him, like, how do they find us? And then he's like, Yeah, by the way, we should stop because it's a bag of them in the trunk. <laughs> Right. So, and then Peacemaker gets the bag out of the trunk and then eagerly steps out of the car and he's telling him economist to get him back in the car by crinkling a bag of chips or pretending there's a bag of chips. <laughs> and then he runs into the forest and he's chucking this duffel bag. All of a sudden he sees the, the henchmen all show up and then he's running like he kind of reminded me of do you remember Indiana Jones when he's running and there's a tribe of people coming after him? Yes. And he's like, you know, it just reminded me of like, there's so many shows, there's other shows like that where the, the you know, the person's running and there's a, a bunch of people coming after them. But it was just mm-hmm. so funny. He's like, go, 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 right? <laughs> and they come after him and then, well, they catch up to him and kind of jump him. And finally, um, White Dragon comes into it. And this was a hardcore scene because um, there was a couple of things that he said, White Dragon. And, and and all joking aside, this was a pretty serious part where, first of all, he identifies how old Peacemaker is. He's like, 40 years has gone by, meaning that, you know, since he was born, he never liked this kid, which is <clears throat> so sad to hear, right? That, right? He basically is trying to compare it to the biblical uh, story of, I believe it's um, Cain, is it? Uh, uh, not... I was going to say Judas, oh, a- but... Abraham? Abraham, yes. Yeah, sorry, Abraham. So he compares that about that, the story from there. And um, he says he's 40 years old, so we know that he's 40 years old. That's his age. Um, and then he mentions that he never liked him. He always liked his uh, brother more. I mean, like, the guy's been through so much, and then this dad is just grade A piece of, you know what. And then he also kind of indicates that his son is bisexual you know he likes women and men and he's just basically saying he's a sin he's this and that and he's just about to kill him like he's about to curb stomp him right he's got his feet or foot on his chest and he's crushing him and he's about to use his um you know his cannon arms or whatever you want to call them (laughs) bionic song blasters uh about to shoot him and in swoops in Vigilante. Vigilante. And he's that like, was awesome. The, the weak spot in the armor, remember? <laughs> <laughs> and he's basically electrocuting him. He's like, shh, shh, just like electrocuting him. And uh, he does a good job because what he did was basically short circuit his suit, mm-hmm. right? 
because he tried to shoot the blasters from his hands and they just kept short circuiting. So he did he is, in my opinion, more important than Peacemaker right now because he's keeping Peacemaker alive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this has got to be one of the I was expecting a huge, slightly longer fight out of this, but it's kind of nice that they kind of kept it short but sweet, you know, mm-hmm. and just the point when, you know, White Devil gets knocked back, Peacemaker gets up, and his dad was really laying it on thick with the, yeah. uh, you know, you're asking for to be shot. so. You know, we got Peacemaker, pick up the gun, point it at his dad. And he's like, no, you're not going to do it because, you know, you're a piece yeah. of crap yeah, yeah. and bam. All kinds of nasty stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's just basically egging his son to do it because he thinks that his son doesn't have the balls to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Well, before that, though, Eagly was trying to go after him and he got <gasps> swatted. Yes. Poor Eagly. Uh, we did confirm. We reached out. There was no animals harmed, so don't worry. Uh, so eagerly didn't get hurt in real life. That's all CGI. No angry letters. No P- PETA should not be going there and sending James Gunn angry letters. So going back to this part, this huge moment in Peacemaker's, you know, story where. He didn't want to kill his dad no matter how bad his dad was because he's like, dude, that's my dad. Remember him saying that to Vigilante in the car? Like, dude, that's my dad. I can never kill him. But he finally figures it all out. Like, it's all coming together for him. Like, he's understanding who this guy is and how terrible of a human being is. Forget a a terrible father. He's just a terrible, terrible human being. And that's what basically led him to pull the trigger. Yeah. Right? And shoot him right in the head. And I was just like, oh, damn. Because I thought he was going to arrest him or something. Like, tie him up and take him to the, you know, jail. Because I thought he's going to do the whole Batman thing. Remember, he used to make fun of Batman. Saying, you know, <laughs> yes. You're, you're, you know, this and that. You know, he just lets his, uh, you know, villains go back and kill again, right? I thought he was going to do something like that where he's going to tie him up and take him. But he's like, nope. Bam. Shoots him in the head, right? And I, I think guess- he realized that, like, he didn't want to do what Batman already does. You know, because yeah. he knows how his dad is now. He realizes and understands that. And, you know, as ditzy as sometimes Peacemaker comes off as, he is very smart. There's that underlying yeah. smartness. And, you know, he's not going to risk. And he's going to treat it like as if he was going after anyone else. Yeah. I mean, he did say peace at all costs, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> shot to the head, right? Dad is dead. Um, <laughs> so this part is funny. They they have Eagly's hurt, so they got to take Eagly to the vet. <laughs> oh, do you do you want to talk about this moment here? Well, let's talk about uh, let's talk let's talk about what happens back with uh, uh, um Latoya and um Harcourt, who comes and visits them at the hotel. Our friend comes visits them at the hotel. Judo master. Comes in there. Oh, yeah, but that. Okay, I think yeah. I think that happens <laughs> same time as uh, they go to the vet because they get the call to come see them at the vet afterwards. Oh, I yes, sorry, I'm just like that happened when Mern was like 
when they went in to go see Mern after he was dead and that. And then, see, that's the thing with the show is it keeps going back and forth at some parts. Yeah. And then we pick up after the whole fight between the two. And then uh, they get a call to come to the vet. And so we're... Well, I, I just want to mention that Harcourt, she can battle. That girl got skills. Damn. She, she kept the she beat the living, you know, without a judo master. She held her own. Let's put it that way. Right. She did. And I have to say, from the first or second episode when I didn't like her, I'm actually liking her more and more as this season goes on. So I can't wait for next week because if anything like this week's episode is next week. You know, it's or this week. Sorry, see, yeah. I'm I'm so mixed up. It's okay. It's okay, Chris. Yeah. I'll, I'll 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 let you know when the show starts. <laughs> I'll send you a message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know, Thursdays. one of the one of the things I liked about uh, the character Harcourt is, see, this is how you create a strong female character. You don't overdo it. You let the character grow and become its own thing throughout the show. You don't try to shoehorn it from day one and make the character friend center. It's Peacemaker's show. It's not her show, right? Mm -hmm. But the way they develop her, make her become sort of the leader after Mern dies, it's, it's good writing. It's intelligent way of doing things. It's not force-feeding this stuff into people's faces, right? This is yeah. what I love. This is how you <clears throat> develop strong female characters in TVs and movie shows. You don't shove it down people's throat. You make validation of who they become at, at the end of this show. Because now mm -hmm. people can look at it and say, there's a, a growth of this character. She was someone that, like you just said, you didn't like her in the beginning, but now you like her because she's grown. She's matured in the show. She's showing, you know, teamwork. She's showing leadership. She's not being cocky. She's not being arrogant. She's not saying it's me, me, me. She's part of the team. Right. Yeah. And you can get behind that kind of, um, development and i really like the direction that she's going she's obviously with Mern dead she's a likely choice like everyone automatically would think peacemaker is the leader but mm -hmm. you know going to the scene in the veterinarian's office you know we got the three stooges there that vigilante wants to shoot right away <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you want to talk about that because i know you wanted to talk about this scene <laughs> So we're at the vet and they walk into the office and they see Vigilante holding a gun against these three vets, one vet and one female nurse and one male nurse. And so he's like, well, they know who we are. They know we're wanted. So we have to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> he's so conflicted, but because like he goes off of, what other people say, you know, they're not bad, they're bad, they need to die, they can live. And Harcourt is like, no, they don't have to die. And he's like, okay, we'll tie them up and, you know, we'll be long gone by then. And then he says to him, make sure not to use duct tape because it really hurts taking it off afterwards. <laughs> he's and like, you're more... <laughs> you're concerned about ducting, but you're willing to shoot them in the head. Okay. Uh, seriously. One, sorry, one thing I did want to touch on what you were talking about, um, you know, about the strong female character. This is the thing that's making this show work. James Gunn 
knows how to produce and write a movie that is so balanced for all the main characters. Because let's face it, all the characters in this movie of the Black Ops team are main characters. So we get some development and we've seen it in Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's it's nice that you can tell them apart. You know, you don't there's balance. There's balance. Yeah. So this is what I love about James Gunn, and I cannot wait to see more from him. So then back to the vet, uh Leota leaves and walks up to the window, and we see Peacemaker praying over eagerly. And yeah, he says basically, I won't have sex with ugly chicks anymore, God, if you save yeah. me. <laughs> oh my God. It's so <laughs> terrible. Um, and Leota's watching over, and you can tell she's starting to feel feels about, you know, I shouldn't have lied to him. And, you know, he's praying, and then all of a sudden, Eagle starts moving, and. He gets up and we see this big scene of eagerly hugging Peacemaker and Leota's witnessing it. And I love how they reference back to the first episode when Peacemaker was telling her that, oh, he hugged me. And she's like, yeah, right. Aww. <laughs> and, he, and the funny thing is he's trying to take a selfie again because <laughs> he missed the first time. Oh, it's time so ever. cute. As proof, he's like trying to go really slow. And I'm just like... Uh, this is why I love animals more than people sometimes. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Uh, and um, then, uh, oh, sorry. I do want to mention one thing I forgot we got to mention. Um, she never told Amanda about Mern being a butterfly, right? And that, I guess that was her validation that she did care about the team, even though she did something stupid like hide the diary. I guess mm-hmm. that was enough for hardcore to continue trusting her in some ways and saying that you didn't sell us out entirely. You could have done that, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, that that doesn't really translate well in terms of Peacemaker's uh, relationship with her. He doesn't care. He's just, He tells her in the van on the way out of there uh, that, no, I don't care. I just want to get this done with and I'm out of here. I don't trust any of you guys. I don't like any of you guys. I'm out. Right, especially her. He's like, because she tried to apologize to him, and he's like, nope, I don't care. Sure, whatever. I, I don't accept your apology. Which is, you know, like, he's genuinely pissed, right? And he has a right to, I think, right? I, I think uh, he has a right to be pissed at her because he basically got screwed over by her. And he already has trust issues right now, right? Well, yeah, especially after what he had to do, you mm-hmm. know, and... I think we were talking about this earlier before we came on, you know, we got to see, no, we talked about it. Never mind. <laughs> what, what were you going to say? I need to, I need to start drinking coffee before I oh, come on. on well, I don't want you to drink your wine like, like I did last week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pouring it, pouring it get... halfway through, <laughs> pouring it halfway through the show. Oh my god. Okay, uh, Bodacious, if you want to sponsor us, please do. We yeah, love your I wine. I do. <laughs> we don't need you to drink more wine during the show. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so, like, you know... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so the, they're basically getting in that truck and they're saying, hey, uh, sponsor us, Red Bull. Jeez. <laughs> Ugh, no, not Red Bull. 
I think he spelt Red Bull wrong too as well. <laughs> um, so they get in the truck and they're heading out to to the farm because you know Hardcore basically said to everybody, "Hey, listen, you know he's got she's got the big speech there happening right to get the team rallied up." She's like, "Without this cow, the butterflies can't live because they don't drink and eat our water and food." They need this thing. It's the only thing that keeps them alive. If we kill this cow, they're essentially dead. They have no way of living because they transported this thing from all the way from their you know, planet to here. So obviously there's a huge importance to this thing, right? Oh, and, oh you've missed something. They didn't yes. transport. And it was specifically said when they overheard the main butterfly, they teleported. Oh, sorry, teleported, yeah. So that's going to be interesting. How how do they tell? Oh, they had the device. Remember they they actually showed the teleportation devices. So, yeah, I guess we'll, I guess we'll find out what this teleportation is all about. Maybe right. I'm like, it's got to be bigger than that than what they showed. What this cow looks like because, like, hell, that's going to teleport that thing. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Let's talk about this cow. Some... This is not an ordinary cow. Like, I'm expecting Jersey Shore cow, right? <laughs> this thing is massive. Like, like how did the is... ground not collapse? I'm sorry. I'm that type of person who's like, this is so unrealistic because there's no way the ground above it would support the weight. It would have sunken in by now or it's like is literally. It uh, I think I think it's floating. Well, OK, even if it was floating, what the hell are they chaining it to? Those gotta be some pretty the suction heavy. Things, the, su the, the suction devices are holding it down. Well, no, up in the air. The suction they, things are sucking up the I guess, nectar. I guess, I guess they have some chains. Giant chains. <laughs> we'll find out sure. more next week. Oh, not this week. We'll, we'll get some more uh, ideas, I'm sure. We're going to see it. But the other thing I was going to mention was um, since they teleported here, I'm wondering if the show ends with them teleporting to that planet. I think they were just going to teleport it to a different section of planet Earth. So it'd be hard for them to know oh, exactly where. Can you imagine them teleporting to another planet or something? That'd be <laughs> insane. Because James Gunn does great space shows, right? He does great. Guardians of the Galaxy has some crazy planets that we visited, right? want to do that because that's what he's known for they don't want him he probably doesn't want fans of his work on that those two movies to like oh he's using space as a a way of you know making his work easy because he's already done it before you know i think he's gonna give us something new something different and i really hope that there's a confirmed season two because I am so down for this. He did say that um, the show will end off and it basically hint towards another show that they're going to be rolling out on HBO Max. So everyone's saying it's Green Lantern. Everybody's saying that. Mm -hmm. So there was some, you know, Green Lantern-esque type of Easter eggs thrown in, uh, especially the city police force, you know, the city where the lantern is from, a specific lantern. There was that emerald doorway that looks like a green lantern ring. So there's, those are all just, you know, kind of people speculating, but 
this mm-hmm. episode coming up that he said that there is going to be some sort of hint towards the next TV show that he's not part of it, but HBO Max is doing, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll watch it. He's gonna, set, I'll, he, I'll watch it 100%. He's, <laughs> he's taken the DC movies and set such a high standard bar that it's going to be a lot for anyone else to reach. You know, that's why that's why I said, like, if I have a Warner Brothers, I would just tell them how many brink trucks do you want us to roll to your yard? Just give us a number. There's billions. Yeah. <laughs> just here's the keys to our, all of our superheroes. You have access to everything, movies and TV shows. You can pick mm-hmm. your own directors you want underneath you. I just want you to be like they should say you should be the next Kevin Feige of DC. Right. right? Just just take him away from Marvel altogether. Throw him gobbles of money and say just move over here and build the empire here. And mm-hmm. I can't think of anybody else besides him to lead DC into the next, you know, decade or two. Cuz he's obviously intelligent and creative enough to do a show like this and make it one of the most successful DC franchise. Forget forget movie, uh TV shows. Like this this show is like on par with some of the movies that Zack Snyder put out. Right, no, yeah. for what a third of the budget too. Right? <laughs> I I had more fun watching this than Batman versus Superman. That was such a boring well, I think, movie show or movie. I think I think I get more satisfaction watching the Magic School Bus than any other DC <laughs> movies. So Thanks. I did yeah. not say that. Send all your hate mail to him, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my opinion. You know, it's, I know. It is what it is. There's a lot of people who are on Snyder's side of the fence too, right? They they love his stuff, um, but I'm not one of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's give it out a score out of uh, ten. What do you give it? Uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine. A nine. A nine. Ooh, then some big uh, numbers there. You know okay. what? It's it, it's escalating. It's getting better and better, in my opinion. And you know, I think they're gonna go out with a huge, huge bang next this week. Okay, um, I'm gonna give it an uh, eight point five. It was well done. There were some moments that I was sad about, but overall, it was well done. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into our next topic. It was a Super Bowl trailer that really rocked the marvel world uh people are just can't stop talking about this trailer it is doctor strange multiverse of madness trailer and wow what a trailer i mean we this is not even the official final trailer before the the show uh hits airways but uh yeah let's uh take a look at this trailer here so right off the bat you got this. He wakes up. Block. We Talking see about his nightmares. Yeah, yeah. Always dreaming about the same thing. Ugh. Man. I can only think of... I, can, I can't stop thinking about that one part when... Yeah, yeah. So, Ugh. director Sam Raimi, we see all the... And for anyone who's listening, we're actually just watching the trailer here. You can check mm-hmm. it out, the new Doctor Strange trailer. You see Wanda with her new outfit there. He's We've calling seen this scene to her. Talk- yeah, talking to her, basically. Um, and then you see uh, 
a rantor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Justin, who is that again? You want to come on and say? <laughs> but uh, Reptar. Uh, Reptar. <laughs> uh, so, Justin, um, I know he's doing this. If freezer right here, uh, right there. So, this this scene is cool. You see the Ultron esque Iron Man robots cam walking uh, Doctor Strange into this huge structure or building uh, you can play it now if you want and then uh he basically stands in front what everyone's uh, saying here right here um you can pause it right there uh, professor x professor x because you hear uh, stewart's voice right there and what everyone's saying is this is the Illu illuminati right uh you have black bolt in there um you'll have namar You'll probably have Mr. Fantastic. He's part of the Illuminati group. So Professor X is in the middle of the Illuminati group bet. Man, this is insane. <sighs> what do you think? Like, what, do you, when you watch it, were you just like going crazy? You know, I have to hold back my excitement. You know, this is only a Easter egg. And... But it does touch on that are like lightly stroking the X-Men face, uh, caressing it, saying, soon, my friends, soon you will be seeing X-Men and the MCU. And that's what I'm hoping. And it's just, I keep going back and yeah, all I can think about is... This is crazy because he was asked by Kevin Feige to come on and he said no. In the past, he's always said, no, I'm not interested in coming on. And because he's like, I don't want to do the X-Men thing. I guess Kevin Feige said, hey, listen, this is not the X-Men thing. You're going to be actually a different character. You're just going to play another Xavier in a different universe. So I guess he can, he probably did one up on Praxis Stewart. Like, I know you said you don't want to do X-Men, Professor Xavier, but this is Professor Xavier from the Illuminati. So, hey, I got gotcha. you. You have to come on now. Right? And so, I'm so glad it's Patrick Stewart yeah. and nothing against, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, I am. What is his name? He, he's a good actor though. He, he is an amazing actor. Like in split, holy crap. The different characters he plays, uh, James McAvoy. Yeah. Uh, you know, nothing against him. I think he's awesome, but you know, it's great to have the original Professor X that, you know, he was like the only character they casted really, really well. Uh, but I don't think Jackman was good. <laughs> well, he, he was, but you know, Halle Berry was good. Uh, was she not? She could have been better if they writ written her character more intelligent. Like, I'm yeah, sorry. Well, the writing of Fo with Fox was always terrible, Ugh. right? It was like, they didn't even want comic book material on set. Like, you know, yeah. the whole story where Kevin Feige was sneaking in comic books to Hugh Jackman so he could know what Wolverine was as a character. I mean, that's crazy. This is insane. Like, you're making a comic book movie and you don't want comic books on set? What? That, like, it I don't even understand the logic there. Right? Yeah, I don't know where you're trying to go with this, which is funny because, you know, which is going to bring us into the topic coming up after this. 
Um, but, you know, I, I get the point of changing some things, but when you start changing too much and you're veering so far away from source material in general, and you're yeah. not even taking that into consideration, you're just going to lose it. And, you know, the only X-Men movie that I really loved out of those three was X2, because, you know, we got to see Jean Grey develop the Phoenix powers. We got to see Storm actually do some amazing uh, weather manipulation. But, you know, I own all the X-Men movies because that's all we get. So at least I'll enjoy it for what I it is, you know, until... Yeah they enter the MCU, that's all I have to enjoy. So yeah, I, I'll take thought, it where I can get it. I thought all three X-Men movies were complete trash, complete garbage. Uh, the only thing that kept me watching is because I had nothing else to watch because at the time, they, they were the only superhero movies out, uh, aside for Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, right? But uh, and, and I did like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, even though when he was casted, I was like, this guy is uh, six feet tall. You know, Wolverine should be like five four, but but you know what? He made up for it with his aggression and his great acting, and you can tell mm -hmm. he's a great actor. He's got tons of you know movies he's done. He's done Broadway, I believe, as well. So yeah, Hugh Jackman um, made it entertaining enough for me to continue watching it. And Patrick Stewart was the Professor Xavier, and you're right. I I can't see anybody else but him right now as Professor Xavier, and maybe we'll get Charlie McAvoy to come back because. You know how much time does you know Pastor Stewart really have uh, to continue doing? Don't these? say that. Well, it's 2022, and it hasn't been starting out well. Don't. I know. I'm just saying. Hey, you, you know what? If you're gonna <sighs> cast an X Men, a Professor Xavier, you better be in it for the long haul because they're gonna milk the you know what out of X Men movies. Like there are so many great characters in the yeah. X Men. We haven't even scratched that part. So, see, they can milk it because you know they're going to do it well. They're going to do it well, very let's gently. Well, let's see, because it is getting watered down quite a bit. We'll, we'll reserve that per movie as it goes forward, right? Yeah. Because you know Disney executives, they see money and they're like, hey, let's continue milking this big fat cow. No pun intended for Peacemaker, right? <laughs> big fat cow. <laughs> let's just keep milking it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, this is such a cool thing. Uh, let's play the trailer again. It could it'll continue forward. But yeah, you know, there's the, so many things happening here. This is a prehistoric, like Jurassic Park is happening <sighs> there. Like, where are they? Are they in the Savage Land of X Men? <laughs> right? Oh, yes. And then we got Evil Doctor Strange. Oh, and then we got Chavez there, American Chavez. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they work in that new character because, you know, honestly, she's such an underdog of a character. Scene, go back to that part right there where she's talking to Doctor Strange. That's everyone's saying because there's two of her right here. Stop right there. This might be the evil version of her where she doesn't give a shit because she says to him, like, Wanda? hey, when you do something to break the rules, you're... You're not chastised about it, but when I do something, I'm ridiculed about this thing, right? I bet you this is the scene because it, earlier in the trailer, we see her meditating and floating, and then we hear Strange's voice. So I think Strange is contacting her mentally 
and where they are now is, you know, in their mind in the meetup. Yeah. And I think this might be Wanda's mind at the moment, but that's only me speculating. It, it, I, I, here's the thing with this movie. I'm super stoked and excited to see this, but I honestly don't know what to expect. Like we can come up with our theories, but I think they've oh, yeah. done it so well where, you know, when we go see the movie, you're like, what the hell? I was not expecting that. You know, I think yeah. this is going to be a very shocking and surprising. It's almost uh, Infinity War excitement when we saw that trailer. Well, it's excitement because I, I think why it's really exciting is the fact that they showed already one major character in Professor Xavier. and. If if they show this character, what else do they have mm -hmm. hidden away here? Like they they were willing to show. Like generally, Marvel is not gonna show you their biggest secrets in a trailer to try to hide that as a shock value thing, right? So if they're willing to show him already in a trailer, can you imagine what else they have in store for us? Because from what I heard, there's more than twenty cameos. Wow. Twenty cameos is what I've been hearing. It's gonna show up. Some of them might be, you know, B characters that people don't even recognize, but us nerds will recognize. But there's some big characters that are going to be showing up. Different versions of them will show up. Mm -hmm. That's going to be insane. Like that's just going to be this. This movie has to work, though. This movie has to be well written. It has to work for it for this whole theory of multiverse to continue. If this does movie doesn't do a good job and it's a mixed bag of just all all kinds of chaos, and I don't say chaos as in chaos magic, I mean chaos as in it's all over the place. There's not really a true story structure uh, in place. Then it then Marvel's gonna have a hard time trying to get this multiverse theory to the general public. Yeah. Us nerds will eat it up. We'll eat it up all day long, but they need to sell this to the general audience as well. And get them to follow along because they need them to go to the box office. They need to buy merchandise. They need to chat it all up. Continue the Disney Plus subscriptions. They need everybody on board for this crazy, you know, multiverse. Because if this is going to be successful, you bet they're going to milk it. And you bet they're going to make TV shows with different universes. They can do so yeah. many things with this. It's insane. They can do so many things. Right? There's even... um. In one of the uh, parts, I don't know if we could find it, but there was a part where the glass shatters, and you can actually see, um, what do you call it, Captain, um, um, what's her name, Captain Carter's oh, shield really? on there. You can see her shield, and so she's supposed to be from the what if she's supposed to come uh... into the live action version. So they're bringing characters from the animation into this movie. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many things could be going. Uh, in various directions if they get this going with the, the general public the idea of there could be multiple Iron Mans multiple mm. Thors whatever you know different versions of them all over the place and we're going to show you <laughs> all of them on our Disney Plus and our movies you know we're just going to go crazy right so I, so far it seems like they're doing a very good job with the multiverse you know when it came to the Spider-Man No Way Home, you know, we got some characters from different universes. 
You know, if yeah. they streamline it and make it easy to follow, people who don't know will enjoy it. And, yeah. you know, ever since we got our very first MCU movie of Iron Man, this whole franchise is in such good hands. And I don't think anyone's been disappointed yet so far. Extremely disappointed. But, you know, if they do it properly then yes yeah. there is a way to you know expand this and milk it all in a good way you know they'll be able to introduce so many more characters that'll make it seem fresh and new we won't get bored very easily but yet we'll still see our favorite characters and even if we don't get to see them for yeah. a full episode at least we got to see them brought to life so I'm just, yeah, I, I'm so looking forward to what this is going to bring in the future. Yeah. Custom by Matthew said, looked like Zombie Strange at the end. Of course, yes. Oh, yeah. There's also Zombie uh, Wanda as well, because it looks like the other version with the uh, regular clothing looks like she might turn into a zombie as well, because her face looked like it's about to change. So we could have two. We could have the Wanda zombie from the what if come into this as well, right? Oh, I yeah. think you just got a reflection of me without makeup on. That was just me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that let, let's go back to that scene where we see zombie uh, Doctor Strange with the multi uh, multi hands there. That looked pretty deadly. Oh, uh, that looks. See, that's what I mean. Like. You know, this trailer has so much going on and we're like, it's, it's feeding us so much, but yet it's still tailored back to keep our intrigue there. I'm not feeling overwhelmed watching it because mm -hmm. sometimes I get like that when I see trailers and they're so, showing so much like Fast and the Furious because they're on their yeah. 20th movie, but it's just like, you know. <laughs> They're it, they're just doing it so well. I'm I'm kind of concerned because of Sam Raimi. I'm kind of concerned Why? that I don't know. I I'm I'm not a huge fan of Sam Raimi. <laughs> That's <what gasps> I, I you know uh, what? he's good. He's not bad. I'm just not a huge fan of him, and I'm worried. I'm worried that it, can he pull this together? And and I'm rooting. Like I'm I'm not trying to be negative here. I'm rooting for this movie to be awesome. Because I, I love Doctor Strange as a character, right? So yeah, I really you want gotta, to do You also got to think, Kevin Foggy is also Foggy? behind Who's the scene. Who's Foggy? That's from Daredevil, Foggy. Kevin Feige? Okay, said, if you want to <laughs> pronounce it. Yeah, uh, I'll correct you right. on everything that you pronounce. But anyways, <laughs> you he's jump on still every behind time I get it wrong. You jump yeah. on me. So oh, I I'm will give it right back at you, <laughs> Feige. I, I was watching a a video and the person pronounced it Feige, and I'm like, what? Who? Uh, but anyways, he's behind the can, scenes. Can so producer, he's... Uh, go back to the uh, the zombie strange, please. Because producer, um, I guess, was MIA when we first asked. There it uh, is. You you got to be loving this, aren't you? Oh, of course, right obviously. There, that, and can we get yeah. a figure, please? <laughs> that is insane. Oh, we will. Hello, we're getting a whole series. So insane. this guy, hold on. 
is only the beginning. Oh, I don't even yeah. like zombies, but I love that. This is such an awesome I figure. Know. And the other thing that gets me excited. Oh, sorry. Here, close up. There we go. Zombie cap. Ooh. The other thing that I'm excited about having Sam Raimi back is uh, he is the mastermind behind Evil Dead. Mm, never watched it. Oh, see, you need yeah. to watch it. Not really. Yeah, really. <laughs> Nice. It's part of okay. it's part of pop culture, and you would understand the way <laughs> he produces. You. Look at you yeah. use that pop culture. Yeah. Mm. It's still not gonna get me to watch it. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. <laughs> but I, I'm interested in this. This looks so cool. Uh, I, I think SH Figure Arts is probably gonna give us a really good version of this with the multiple. I love parts. how it's a kind of play off of Infinity War when he does that wicked move. Uh, where he yeah, splits yeah. off. So I love that they played off of that. Ugh. And look but at his it, cape. But this looks like, if you look at the picture, the other hands don't look like its hands. They look like the the demons are the other hands behind him. The sort of the demons are going inside him. Because the other hands are black, but his hands are his flesh hands. So it looks like the demons are merging inside him, and then that's causing the multiple hands. Well, is this the Doctor Strange from What If when he has all those demons inside of him? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too, yeah. Let's face it, we all have demons inside of us. <laughs> I wish mine would come out like this instead of, like, endless hours of crying. No, I'm just kidding. A customer <laughs> Matthew says that uh, Evil Dead is great, but otherwise Sam Raimi is meh. Uh, can Raimi? we block him, please, oh, producer? <laughs> no, I'm just We're kidding. We're not doing that. He's a friend of the show. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is going to be a crazy movie. I can't wait. May, it comes out in May. I'm going to be watching this. I Hopefully, I can get tickets right away because I think it's going to sell out like it's going to be gone. I told you, fast. you should buy out a theater like you did for yeah. Spider-Man. Okay. This you want to chip big. in and give your share of it, too? Then that'll be great. <laughs> I'll chip in my, uh, go, you can do it. <laughs> All right, I'll be uh, there for sure. Let's get into our, um, let's, let's actually go talk about our Black History Month before we get into our final topic. Uh, so we do every, uh, every week a Black History Month for the month of February. Uh, this week, uh, we're gonna. All uh, oh, I'm gonna talk about a hero that is uh, from South Africa. It's a uh, crazy. It is created by you. Crazy what? Qua <laughs> crazy, K W E Z I. It's a character created by a South African um, writer and artist. Uh, they are trying to create a culture of comic books. They have their own fan expo there or fan con there in South Africa. And it's gaining traction. People are, there's good characters being created there. It's gaining traction. And this character is uh, a modern, modernized character. It's, it's a, it's a, you know, a person who basically thinks uh, is very arrogant in the beginning, uh, very sort of tries to be the anti sort of uh, hero in the beginning. Doesn't really care about society, thinks he's better than everybody else. Uh, but, slowly when he gets these superpowers he starts to understand that he's got to have a, a more of um a different approach 
and, and help people. He's got the ability to take flight. He's got superhuman strength. I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm definitely going to be exploring uh, more of this character because uh, the more I look into characters outside of North America, I realize there's a lot of hidden talent uh, around the world that's not getting um, the f to treatment like Marvel characters or DC characters getting. And I think that's a shame because there's so many interesting characters out there and people need to go out and see these characters. I mean, just look at some of the pictures that we're putting up here. I mean, they're interesting. I want to know about them, right? Like, I definitely yeah. want to know about it. So, But the, uh, you also got to, sorry to interrupt, you also got to keep in mind, you know, this is based specifically in Africa, right? Mm -hmm. So just like music that we get from around the world, for example, the amazing Robin, you know, she's from Sweden and she did come to the U.S. and then she just disappeared for a little while. You know, she might not be popular out here, but yeah. she's huge. But now she made a bit of a comeback. But you know, it's sad that, you know, comic book writing and artistry isn't as mainstream. Like, it should be more mainstream. There should be more focus on developing and promoting of this. Because when you think about it, these are such amazing stories. And so many young kids who read these comic books have someone to relate to, you know? Yeah. and. The thing that I like about the comic that you're talking about, you know, we get comics out here like the Avengers. Yeah, we have Sam Wilson, who is black and he's a superhero. He's not usually made to be the main hero. You know, yeah. we well, get he a little is now. He is now. He is now. But how long did that take? To get that, you know, where we have the main character who is black and, you know, there's no diluting the amazing um, story he has to tell and what we will learn about, you know, it's, it's just great that they should find a way. I don't know why Marvel or DC doesn't look at these amazing companies from different parts of the world and you know give them and we want to bring you out this way to get you some exposure and you know make it big but then there's also that possibility where you know the dc or marvel can turn around and say okay here's the contract we will own 51 percent of the company and then that means the original creators who started it lose all control over their character. And then DC can, I know I'm getting sidetracked, but these are all pros and cons of, you know. Well, when I was in New Zealand, I, I went to a comic store and they, I asked them right away. I said, do you have any local heroes that artists and creators have made in New Zealand only? And, mm -hmm. you know, the lady took me to a section and showed all kinds of these different um, characters, her heritage characters, superheroes, like, you know, the, the Polynesians, uh, cultural superheroes, um, the Maori in from New Zealand, which is their, you know, the, uh, Polynesians there, they had heroes there. They had, um, mythology there 
that young kids, Maori kids can read about and learn. So it was good and it was, it was very creative and I enjoyed it. And I think what DC and, 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 and Marvel should do is have an international version of their brand out there and mm -hmm. go out there and seek artists and writers who are internationally making headways in countries like South Africa, New Zealand, you know, and then truly to say that this is a global, you know, effort to uh, include everybody because what's the thing right now? Everybody wants uh, everyone to be included on everything. And they want, yeah. you know, inclusion for everybody, but you only see North American version of it. You don't see a worldwide version of it. And I think the best way to do is to create an international outlet for some of these young writers and artists to showcase their talent where Disney and, uh, and D DC can Warner brothers can filter through and say, okay, this, this person has promise. We, we really like this character and not really own majority of the, of the IP. I think what they should do is say, Hey, listen, if you want to come on board and get, you know, part of our line, part of our branding, we'll provide all the marketing for you. You guys stay true to who you are. We're sort of give you that nudge. Kind of like a mentorship. Yeah, mentorship, but uh, sort of a, a, an opportunity for them to grow and maybe one day have a movie or a TV show in their country to start off yeah. with, right? Um, I think that would be a good way to do it. Uh, I don't think they should ever own more than 51% of anything of anyone's uh, intellectual property. I think that's just poaching and uh, trying to take away from creativity because the minute they have majority a stake in it, they might just cancel the the whole thing and say, you know what, it didn't work for us. And then all of a sudden that artist who's worked, you know, years and years on that character just, just diminishes. Right. And it's not, everything is going to be successful, yeah. but if it's successful in that country that it's originated from, then that's good enough for me. Right. It's that risk that, you know, some people don't want to take, you know, they thought, okay, well, I'm going to do this to get exposure and to expand more worldwide and then things don't work out, but then they think, well, if I didn't do that, I could have been still more successful that I got to on my own. So yeah, it's always such a touchy subject, not a subject, but it's always a touchy situation when you're getting into big corporates and, you know, yeah. licensing it's, it sucks that it's like that. And, you know, ugh. yeah. But I, mean, I wish it was back, easier. Getting back to this um, character, Quasi, it, it's it's a very interesting character. I'm I'm interested in le learning more about this, and this is just one character part of a bigger unit of characters, the Vanguards uh, uh, in Africa. There's a team of like the Avengers. There's some really cool looking characters. Um, I'll, I'll talk about another one next week, but uh, I'm very interested in, and I'm really happy to hear that they have a fan con there that's growing every year. It started a few years ago and now it's growing and getting bigger every year. And it's nice to see an international, you know, um, uh, comic con version of it in, in Africa, because if that nation, um, gets big and who knows, they might, one of those characters might one day find themselves on the big screen or on a TV show. Uh, I think that's uh, pretty cool to see that, uh, we would love to see, you know, all these characters come out of nowhere, as long as the story is fun and entertaining. I think it'll be great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that is our um, Black History Month figure, or not figure, the character that I've picked. Next week, we'll do another one. I think 
when D comes back, he's going to have one as well. He's always going to try to one-up me. But, uh, we'll <laughs> or see. have the exact we'll same person. Yeah, or the same one. <laughs> um, so that that is our three topics, but we do have a bonus topic today. Uh, we couldn't pass this up. It is, it is the most expensive TV show ever put together. Possibly the yeah. most expensive mistake. Yeah, I mean, it's a dicey one already, and the show hasn't even started. It is premiering on September 2nd on Amazon. It is the Ring... What's it called again? Lord of the Rings. Rings <laughs> Not of Lord of the power. Rings. <laughs> no, rings it of says... Power. Yeah, it's power. Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Yeah, Rings of Power. Um, it is takes place the prequel basically of the Lord of the Rings franchise that we all know and love. Uh it dates back thousands of years before that. And uh it has been hit with a lot of controversy. There's a lot of people not happy. A lot of um J.R.R. Tolkien's um uh fan base are not happy at what they're seeing in the trailer. And there's been a lot of backlash. There's been uh, how how should I say it? A lot of negativity towards it because people are not happy with the direction they went, how they try to cram a huge part of the mythos into. It's gonna be it's later for five seasons. Let's see if it makes it there. Um, but they're oh. trying to cram everything into five seasons. They're trying to trying to cram a hundred years of it. But yeah, let's uh let's go to the Super Bowl. That's not the trailer uh producer. It's the Super Bowl trailer that we're looking for. The so that's just a teaser, but there's a Super Bowl trailer that they released um at during the Super Bowl time halftime and so while we're waiting for that to be There it is right up, there. Yeah. The one issue that I find with this trailer is it doesn't really give you much to go on. And Nothing it is actually, yeah. and it is shorter than a regular trailer. Yeah. So like, it's also a little bit, you know, they might've planned for this because yeah. any bad talk is good talk because people are talking it. They're not giving you any kind of storyline. They're not giving you any direction. They're only letting you know when this is taking place. They're giving us little tidbits. And, you know, how are people freaking out? Like, I've watched this trailer a couple of times. And, so you know... I can paint that picture for you if you like. Um, so, based on my um, research, and, and I... You know me, I like to look at it from every angle possible. And mm -hmm. I don't really pick one specific angle and stick to it. I like to hear from everyone's point of uh, view on this. So from what I gather, and I looked at the purists, the big fans, the hardcore fans, and they are the ones that I look at first. Anytime I try to research something, a topic, I look at the fans of that genre first to see what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And from what I've been hearing, and this is all over the internet, uh, they're pissed off because they're saying that when the book and the lore was created, it was the, it's called Middle Earth for a reason. It's part of the Earth. It's not all of the Earth. It doesn't encompass everything. But that specific region that they're, the show or the, the, the lore takes place in, it doesn't have a whole lot of multiculturalism in it. 
that's not to say that he or Tolkien didn't have characters from different parts of the world. There is in Lord of the Rings movie, uh, I believe it was the return of the King. There was a tribe, a massive tribe. They're very um, Arabian esque. If you want to call it, that was part of the mythos. So people didn't have any issues with that because it was written in the books and the description was accurate. Um, and that part of the world, there is more of an Arabian type of, uh, you know, culture there. Mm -hmm. Now his, all of his characters, all of his, his landscape and all of this, all fiction. There's no actual earth uh, geographical location, but it's all fiction. And he's very, and, and the way he describes the characters, how they look are very detailed. He doesn't make any vague descriptions of anything where you can interpret it differently. It's very yeah. direct. And a lot of it is blonde, blue eyes, a white skin. Oh, right? That's and, the worst. And yeah. then he has the, but it, it, that's his, this vision though. That's his vision. He has a right to describe who and what he wants in his story. It's yeah. his story. Right. And he, he has a right to do that. And, He's got elves, he's got dwarves in there, and he makes it very clear that a lot of them are, you know, there is no colored uh, people in this region. They're all, you know, very uh, Caucasian-based culture, right? So, so I just want yeah. to add to this. There's two things, okay? So, again, going back to the trailer, we're only seeing a scene, you know, there's no explanation. So before jumping to conclusion, saying you're including a different colored race or whatever into a storyline that has no diversity, you know, maybe it's explained. But I think what Amazon should have done for the trailer is give you a sneak peek of what they're gonna show us and then allow us to watch the series and have it slowly incorporated. Okay, maybe this is the reason why we're seeing a new race in an area where we never thought we would see it. But also, I do want to state a quote from the director. Uh, it's, quote, it's only natural that an adaptation of Tolkien's work would reflect what the world would actually look like, end quote. So, you know, it doesn't really state that they're giving us exactly by the book. It's almost an adaptation of what but, the world but back then. But here's the thing, though. Oh. They're using characters from his books. You can't say it's an adaptation when you're actually using the direct characters. If you created a whole new story, but used the Lord of the Rings as a, a jumping point, that's different. They're taking some of the actual story and changing it. To me, that's not right because you don't have the right to take someone's story and say, nope, we don't like this. We don't like that. We're going to cherry pick what we like and then put our version in there. That's, that's, you know, you're, disrespectful to the actual creator create your own stories then why are you I, taking someone's story and i completely agree with what you're saying but you know we see this all the time in uh and Hollywood it generally movies. fails and it generally fails right it but flops. you know there's only so much we can like and dislike and it's not like we 
The only thing we can do is if they've changed so much that if you don't want to support it, don't watch it. Because if it's not going to get the views, it's not going to be successful. You were able to use the power that you have to stand against what you love and believe in. Um, but no, I, when it comes... I, I, I get that. Yeah, I get that. It's it, it always comes down to, you know, all these books that get made into Hollywood movies, you know, there's so much change to it. I think the problem here with this trailer is they didn't they didn't do any justice for the trailer. You know, I feel like they did it as a way of creating controversy to get people talking. You know, I don't think Amazon did it the right way. You know, I I'm just, you know, if you're going to spend this type of money, like how much was it? 10 billion dollars? No, no, not 10 billion. Uh it was a billion dollars for the entire season. Okay, in a billion dollars. You know, if you change so much that it doesn't even reference anything or you're not touching on what people love about these stories, you're going to fail. And it's going to yeah. be such a waste of money. And, you know, you are you have a contract for creating five seasons, even if those seasons are eight episodes long, all that money has gone to waste. Like, it, it's just going to go downhill, the quality but of I mean, writings. Amazon... Amazon makes so much money. I don't think they even care if they lose a billion dollars. They're just going to keep pumping it out and finding another ways to. I mean, they just increase everyone's Amazon uh, Prime, right? So <laughs> yeah. what? What do they care? They don't care. They're like, oh, we'll lose a billion dollars. Okay, whatever. They're just they don't they make enough money that to them it, the the issue is not even, I uh, you know like oh don't support this because if you don't like it don't support it don't watch it. That's not the issue. The issue is. These are fans that were looking forward to when they heard about this. Like, I heard about this a couple of years ago, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. This is awesome because I love Lord of the Rings, and now we're going to have a TV show that will, you know, expand on that huge mythos. And I'm like, this is so cool. Mm. And I saw the trailer myself, too, and I was kind of like, I was like, okay, this looks cool. i love to see and explore this. I'm, I'm going to give my honest opinion once I actually see the content. I'm not going to judge it before i even see it but i'm also looking at what other people are saying and i hear them as well about their anger because you know one of the stories that uh the lines that you know he had it was evil cannot create anything new they can only corrupt and ruin what good forces have invented or made that is his quote that he had about the lord of the rings when he created it right and a lot of the a lot of these um when you actually go to Amazon's YouTube page about the video you see that uh, that quote all over in the comment section because that's how many fans are upset about the direction the show went the director and whoever they are they're like oh i can't believe people are upset about you know you know inclusiveness and all this stuff they're not even getting that this is the problem that hollywood's having is this woke society uh, there, and I'm gonna say it, and I don't care if anybody doesn't like me saying it. I'm just saying what people are thinking here. I'm just basically sending out that information. Do I agree or don't agree? That's debatable, depending on the subject, right? Yeah. But I just look at 
what people are saying and I look at his fan base and I, I look at the man and say, I'm like, I hear you. I get it. You're upset that there's changes made. Now, a lot of them are saying that they're, they're, they don't care if they have a black elf or a Chinese elf or whatever it is. They don't care. It has to make sense to them in their mind. It has to make sense in the way the story is written. Like we have a black elf in here. I don't know the trailer. If we can put it up. Now, sorry, black dwarf as uh, as well, right? So we have a black elf and we have a black dwarf. The dwarf is not even accurate to the dwarf in the mythos of Tolkien. All dwarfs, that's the elf. And, you know, I'm I'm interested in seeing that elf and what the story is all about that. But the black um, dwarf doesn't have a beard. All dwarves, even females, have beards, right? So they don't even give her a beard. They make her clean shaven and perfect. It has to say that she's different and she doesn't have a beard. You're changing the lore. You're changing the character's core looks. Because why? Because you feel like it? It's a disrespect, I think, to the the show. Yeah, there he is right there. She has no beard. Why? Why does she not have a beard? She's a dwarf. Maybe she's shaved. Yeah, well, if they, <laughs> they don't have blades to shave. They only had blades to kill that, that, that era. <laughs> now... Here's the thing. I, again, I get what you're saying, but do you think this series could explore different parts? They're not. They're not. No. No. They have already said where they're located in the story. The story itself does place takes place very close to the Lord of the Rings story. The even the elf, the female lead in this show, Mm -hmm. she's not a warrior in the books. So they made her a warrior. They gave her an armor and everything. To what? I, I don't understand. What's the point? In the in the in the mythos, she's actually a very powerful elf, but they made her into some warrior. And mm. they changed the story. This is what's upsetting about these fans. It's like, why are you changing the story that we love? You want to have you know different characters in here for what? Like you're changing it. So this is a gamble on Amazon. They took a gamble here, and they're already getting a backlash from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm gonna be interested. Like we're gonna watch it. I, I'm definitely gonna be watching it, and we're definitely probably gonna review it on our you know individual uh, uh, channel. Might not do it on the weekly because there's a lot we going on during September. <laughs> yeah. So we we might do it on. And I got some big news that we'll be dropping about the channel and how we're gonna evolve and do more of these reviews. And that's coming up. It's gonna be some fun stuff that we're gonna roll out soon. But yeah, this is going to be, I mean, I'm excited to watch it and then give my honest opinion on it, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Like I said, I'm going to reserve my judgment until I actually see it. And if it's it's not good, I'm going to, like, you know me, I don't hold back. I'm not one of these people that are going to, you know, sugar, you know, sugarcoat anything and just to appease somebody. I'm going to tell it like it is. If I don't like it, I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, that's going to be that bonus 30 minutes after a regular <laughs> podcast for you to rant about. <laughs> but yeah, trailer looks um, very... Uh, a lot of people are saying a lot of CGI has been put into this trailer. Uh, we'll see. It was filmed in New Zealand again. The tr- first trilogy was filmed in New Zealand. This TV show is filmed in New Zealand. And I actually got to visit the Shire. I actually visit uh, visited the, the Shire, and I got to actually I actually own the actual ring from the gift shop they had there. I bought it. <laughs> yeah, I actually own some you of. You got sh- the ring to rule them all. Rule them all. Yeah, I'm gonna wear it when I watch it. 
I actually have the actual houses too from the Shire. <laughs> actually bought a little miniature houses. But it's a beautiful place. Do. If you if you haven't visited New Zealand and uh, want to go check it out, I like honestly, I, I definitely implore anyone to go visit the Shire in New Zealand. It is so cool. It's so awesome. It transports you back into the Lord of the Rings world. It's just so peaceful and beautiful. Oh, you were telling me about this visit. You actually went yeah. up in your cosplay and you were like skipping around <laughs> like you're one of the little elves. Yeah. Second you're breakfast? Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Samway, where that... are you? <laughs> And that's when your wife was like, what did I do? <laughs> she actually enjoyed it. She thought it was pretty cool. She was with me there. Oh, yeah. She was laughing at me because I was so nerdy about it. And she's yeah. like, okay, nerd. And then when she got there, she's like geeking out. Because we got to go to the bar, the actual bar where um, oh, sweet. A- a- Aragon uh, fil- met the Frodo for the first time. We actually got to go to that bar. And they actually serve you alcohol there. So... It was pretty cool. It was, Always a bonus. Alcohol, yeah, alcohol, or for the non-alcoholic people, it was ginger beer. So I had the ginger beer, which I love ginger beer. It's so awesome. And uh, yeah, it was good times. Uh, it was awesome. Is that just ginger ale? No, it's <laughs> actually ginger beer. It's It's got its own distinct. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll get you some. You can buy them at local stores here. Okay, uh, cool. You, you can try it out. You might like it. It's got a little bit of spice to it. So that's pretty cool. All right. Uh, anything you want to add before we kind of sign off here? We've been here for a while. The two of us talk for so long, right? We Ugh, held it, I think we held it together pretty good today, right? Yeah, we don't need D. We don't even need Justin. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need you, Justin. Um, <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> uh, funny little thing, because uh, we just finished a few episodes ago talking about Hawkeye. And you know yeah. how we were going off on about Echo getting yeah. her own show. So um, I just seen the update today for the new Marvel Future Fight update coming up. And it's the second part of the Phoenix where Echo actually wins the tournament and gets the Phoenix Force. So she's going to be a new playable character in the game. Oh, look which at that. I just... I just thought it was funny because we were talking about her and her getting her own TV show, but now she's in a game. So obviously she might have something to offer in her own show. So yeah. I think I think it's just going to be a daredevil show. She's just going to be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think it's going to be. It's daredevil uh, preview. <laughs> And Echo's in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, she's in the background. She's yeah. an extra. Yeah. She's just an but... echo. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, I know. Boom. Sh- sh- hashtag dad jokes. All right. And on that <laughs> note, guys, thanks for coming. No. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, uh, we had a fun time doing this. Uh, I know me and Chris, we every, every, we look forward to our weekly podcast. But yeah, if you're listening to us or watching us, um, you know, go ahead and subscribe to our channel and head out to our um our social media platforms at astonishing nr show us some love follow us uh we'd love to hear from you guys leave us mess uh, you know comments uh we're always giving prizes away on our youtube channel so go check that out yes monthly giveaways thank you producer uh producer justin is on the ball here but yeah monthly giveaways and all kinds of fun stuff we got a cool cool uh thing that's going to be rolling out in the summer we're working on some some cool things uh, but uh, yeah, Chris is going to be working on some cool videos for us as always. 
But uh, yeah, wherever you are on the world or the universe, have yourself a good morning, a good day, and a good night. Take care, people. Bye-bye. Good night.